Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Then check out Deal to Heal Teas. Without inspirational teas, you're sure to find something to inspire you. That's DealToHealTeas.com. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to DealToHealTeas.com. Again, that's DealToHealTeas.com. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, and I know you enjoy the Girl Dad Discussion Podcast, I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe the relationship between a daughter and her father is one of the most important relationships a young lady can have. And therefore, my mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by sharing the voices of girl dads to the world. So check out our podcast on every platform where podcasts can be listened to. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel. Again, that's the Girl Dad Discussions podcast with your host, Ernest James. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Heal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to our uh, podcast and also to our YouTube channel on all of your podcast listening platforms, uh, as well as YouTube. So also make sure you guys check out our partner podcast, which is the Girl Dad Discussions podcast on our YouTube channel. We share a YouTube channel with the Girl Dad Discussions podcast, um, and I am the host of that podcast also. And we just uh, spreading the voice of girl dads and their daughters to the real to um, combat the narrative of the fatherless daughter and the absent father in the lives of their daughters. So I know you guys will enjoy 
that uh, that podcast. So make sure you guys check that out as well. Also, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast, but you got to stay until the end of the episode in order to get that information, okay? So uh, getting right into it, our product of the week, as you guys know, we are a self-sustained podcast in the way that we uh, maintain on the air and do the things that we do is by bringing you amazing products for you to purchase. That way we can stay on the air. So our product of the week for this week is our ebook, The Core Four, which is the core four values that every daughter should get from her father. Again, it's the core four, the core four values that every daughter should get from her father. And so that ebook is uh, for uh, really for anyone, but definitely for our fathers uh, and our daughters to be to pour the values that we pour into our daughters, right? So you guys can get that at ebooksbyejames.com. Again, that's ebooksbyejames.com in order to get that ebook. Also, you guys can also check out our other um, our other uh, things that we have for you guys uh, to be able to purchase at Deal to Heal Tees, which is our inspirational t-shirt line, as well as, again, ebooksbyejames.com, which is where you can find our other ebooks. All right. So thank you guys uh, in advance for your purchase to help us stay on the air. But today, just like any other day, we are blessed with the guest, Dr. Rob Kelly. How are you doing today? Living the dream, baby. Living the dream. And it's great to meet you, man. Hey, guys, going to be a great show. Strap in. <laughs> all right. All right. So first of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could have been doing anything else with anyone else. But you take that time to be here with me and my listeners. And I definitely appreciate it. So do me a favor, Dr. Kelly, introduce yourself uh, to my listeners and tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. So I'm is Dr. Rob Kelly, the uh, ideal addiction and uh, childhood trauma and any kind of addiction and alcoholism. We take uh, people from hopeless to hope as quick as we possibly can. Been in the industry for about 30 years. Uh, moved to, uh, I'm from England, Manchester. You moved to uh, Texas about 18 years ago. I only came for three weeks, by the way, and stayed. And now that was Dallas, Texas. And now in San Antonio, as of four years ago, brand new offices and uh, around, oh, I don't know how many, 8,000 patients over 30 years. Uh, we're very successful in what we do. And we love what we do because we do what we love. So really, Pleased to be here today, Ernest. Thank you for having me on the show. No problem, no problem. Thank you, uh, Dr. Kelly, uh, for the work that you do. Um, I know I, w- I was sharing a little with you before we started recording that I personally haven't had, uh, you know, a problem with a addiction, but my dad did for many years uh, struggle with alcohol addiction, and uh, I've definitely had the conversation before. So I love to have the conversation because number one is personal. You know, because, again, my dealing with my dad as he struggled uh, the years that he did, uh, he's definitely much better now. But I like to have the conversation because it's one of those, again, that I grew up experiencing on the other end of it, you know. Um, but even with that, I, I do understand and I've learned to understand that every addiction has a root cause. And it's not just uh, that they like to drink or like to do whatever that they're doing, but usually it's from some kind of uh, trauma or something that they've experienced that they use this thing to become uh, as an asset to help them deal with it. So um, let's go back a little bit, uh, Dr. Kelly, um, in your own story, 
what was the thing that made you say, you know, this was the line of work that you were going to be in and that you were going to do? Uh, do you have a personal story that just was a change in your life that sparked that spark and be like, you know what, I'm going to spend my life this thing? Well, I suffered from alcoholism really badly. Uh, I lost my family, lost my children, house, car, wife, kids, everything went and became homeless with my drinking. I took my first drink at the age of nine years old uh, and nobody knew a lot about alcoholism back then. We're talking about, you know, 70s, uh, you know, middle 70s or something like that. Um, so I was up against the wall straight away because I knew during my lifetime drinking, and, and by the way, guys, alcohol has 1% to do with alcoholism, same with drug addiction. Uh, and everybody has an addiction, by the way. So it has 1% to do with the problem. The root cause, like you said, it is, is psychological. It's, it's the way certain brains are formed, the addictive personality, uh, the alcoholic's brain differs from the drug addiction brain or any other addiction, three parts of the brain are different. So I was born like this, alcoholics are born, drug addicts are made or addicts are made, uh, whether it's gym, food, sex, porn, cake, makes no difference. Uh, but nobody had any help from me. So. You know, from the age of nine, when I took my first drink on stage back in Liverpool, England, uh, it, it was a it was a down series of, of me losing everything. It just had to happen. Uh, it's a progressive illness, and there is no cure. But there is no cure for the common cold or food poisoning. But there is certain steps you can take and procedures to make sure that I don't suffer from that again. And and that's what I've done. But like I said, in my day, nobody knew. The doctor, you know, said, hey, you're an alcoholic, Rob, you need to stop drinking. Well, I couldn't. So I thought I was different. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is alcoholism is the only self-diagnosed illness in the world. And it's all about the neuroscience uh, and the disease itself. So the more we get into the neuroscience that backs up the psychology, the way the neuropathways act uh, with the trauma and the hypothalamus and basal ganglia, uh, that was really intriguing. So when I, and, and the difference between an alcoholic and, and a heavy drinker or an abuser of alcohol, uh, when, when alcohol goes in my body, my brain does something different. And, and pre to the drink, it does something different than it does to any other person. So I was intrigued with that and I need to find out why. I needed to find out why I couldn't stop drinking and I need to find out why uh, when I took that drink, my body uh, and mind went in a different direction and uh, I studied for many, many years, uh, not only the addiction, alcoholism and addiction as a whole, but uh, the neuroscience behind it, you know, the physiological biochemical reaction that my body has when I take alcohol in me and found out that it was probably nothing like what you think it is, guys. Like when somebody drinks themselves, you know, just stop, just stop because of the children. I mean, we can't do it. Heavy drinkers can. So. That intrigued me because when I was younger, and I, I I could earn money on Streetwise. I grew up on the projects, you know. I could be in a boardroom, speaking to the the directors, and I could be on the the shop floor speaking to the guys like me from from you know homeless. I mean, I was from the streets, so I think that's a lot of me was the determination to find out what the hell's going on here. Because if there was one person that was going to survive alcoholism, it was going to be me. I wasn't going to lose my kids. Are you kidding me? Do you know who I am? I mean, I could handle myself. I was tough. I was rough. I was couldn't do it. It knocked me down so many times. And in the end, I barely got up. After the seven suicide attempts, on two occasions it worked. I died. And they brought me back. Yeah, I was done. You know, and I was I was homeless at the time. And, uh, early in the morning, I just I just broke down. And, and uh, that was it. You know, I just I needed help. So the only help I had after 
everything I've been through was I looked up to the sky and I said, if there's a God up there, I can't do this on my own anymore. And my life changed 30 years ago, right there in earnest. And, and, and the journey ever since that has, has been very good for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, happy that you're able to come back from it. Because even um, my dad, uh, even though I don't think he, he lost everything because of the drinking, I think he started drinking because he lost everything, yeah. right? Because we um, we were living a, a, I would like to call it a, a higher middle class lifestyle. You know, my dad worked for the phone company. Uh, we had the the, uh, the three bedroom house with the two car garage, like the whole little American dream. Yeah. And something happened with the phone company or whatever. And uh, my dad ended up getting uh, laid off, losing his job. And that was the first time I even heard the term overqualified because as he went yeah. looking for more work, it was like, oh, no, you're overqualified, you know. And so we end up losing our home, everything and, and starting over. And I think um, my dad always would drink. You know, he would always have a drink. Um, but that was the beginning, at least in my eyes, uh, as a youngster, really recognizing not only the change in our life and our lifestyle, but the change in my dad. And then the years, especially following that, as he struggled, you know, with alcohol addiction and still trying to rebuild this life for us, you know what I mean, for his family. Um, so I'm, I'm glad for you and for him, you know, that you were able, both of you guys were able to, to come out uh, on the other side of it. But you mentioned something. Uh, you talked a little bit about the the brain functions of of a a addict and a, an alcohol addict uh, addiction and, and all of that. Talk to us a little bit about that because I know you you uh, one of the things in in your form that you filled out for me. You talked about brain spotting and how that helps to to deal with trauma. So what is that? Is brain brain uh, spotting for one, and then how does that kind of help in the work that you do? A lot of the stuff that people go through is childhood trauma. So everybody has trauma. Everybody has childhood trauma. We have to define what that is for you. So to some people, trauma is a flat tire on the side of a freeway. To other people, it's a plane crash. To other people, it goes more in depth, like me, to the certain words that people say when we're young, puts us in situations. So uh, trauma-based, you know, every single trauma is, is uh, or every single thing we have in the past that, that bothers us today is trauma-based. So we have to look at that trauma. Most of the trauma that we go through that really persuades or develops and molds our life today is subconscious. So you have the subconscious mind here with all the bad stuff and everything that people have told you, learned behavior or measurement is stored and, and the amygdala and the subconscious brain rule that part of that trauma and it's not conscious. So you've got this subconscious and conscious brain, which is all the bad stuff in this with today, 24 hours, where it comes from, it's not an AA thing. And the idea is to get the 24 hours conscious brain running the day and the subconscious brain to get healed as we go along. So memories need to be uncovered, discovered, discarded of for us to carry on. So the easiest way to put this to understand is the girl that grows up in an alcoholic house where dad comes home two or three nights a week drunk and ends up beating mom. The young girl will pick up on a certain thing. She'll pick up on first, listen for the key in the door. If dad's key goes straight in, it's going to be a great night. If he jangles around because she doesn't know, but he's drunk, she knows to run and hide because there's going to be violence in the house. So that becomes a norm for the child. It doesn't become, oh my God, it becomes a normal action of that family. 
So what we think is when we go out, every other family's like this because as a child, we've got no nothing to compare it to. So mm -hmm. what happens to that young girl as she grows up with, into her teens and finally finds a boyfriend and leaves the house is she will attract the same person that ends up being an alcoholic and ends up beating her because that's what she's seeing parents, caregivers go through. So the, they learn behavior from that and the slight enmeshment uh, from mom, uh, they go out and they attract what we think we are worth. So we will attract with our essence and our energy, the same guy that beats us and ends up, you know, drinking too much and just being that whole scenario played out to the effect and the astonishment that if she was to go out and find a real good guy who started to look after and treat her well, she would self-sabotage that relationship because it felt so uncomfortable. So brain spotting is, is, is new. It's been around about four or five years. It's a little bit like EMDR, <clears throat> but we go into the pupil and we, and we delve into the subconscious mind. So if somebody's doing brain spotting on me, I don't know what the trauma is, but by the flickering of the eyes in certain points of, of the, the series that we go through, if, the, if, if an eye flickers, there's a subconscious uh, trauma place there that needs to come out. So that's how uh, brain spotting EDMR is similar. Normal psychology and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, is basically what it sounds like. We program, you know, your brain to act a different way than it would follow the trauma. So the idea is to go back to the trauma, uncover, discover, discard of that piece of trauma. And there are probably thousands of traumas that you've gone through in most of your life um, and, and get rid of them and heal them. Uh, the way we do that as well is also to redirect neural pathways. So self-sabotaging neural pathways and good neural pathways rule our brain. If you've suffered trauma and everybody has, the 70, 80, 90% neural pathways are self-sabotaging, which means you'll never perform at the 100% that human beings are supposed to perform. Because most people go around between 45 and 50% of their capability and capacity because of the trauma. Yeah, wow. And that, that's uh, definitely different <laughs> from what I've ever heard um, to, to taking it from, from that point of view. I definitely agreed, uh, though, because just in, in my limited experience, um, but knowing that a lot of, uh, the, again, like I said before, the addiction <coughs> from the traumas, because the things that we experience in our lives. And I love the way how you ex uh, explained it uh, with the young girl because it kind of took me back <laughs> with my dad. Like you said, those little subtle things that you pick up, you know, like you said, just for, it's a straight in the key, straight in the door and, or fumbling, you know, and just when you said that, just kind of took me back to my childhood with my dad and those same, same little type things that you pick up on in your mind. I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be one of those days, you know, or one of those nights rather. Um, but yeah, so, you mentioned a little bit of, uh, about the addiction and, and the trauma and how they go, you know, they're like connected, you know, could you talk to us even a little bit more about that? Because I, I know that you mentioned, uh, and I'm doing what you, I'm using your hand gestures, <laughs> but you talked about how they kind of go hand in hand. And I think that's very important for people to understand. Um, I did a, I did a episode uh, as a guest on a podcast uh, not too long ago. Um, and the host is a podcast about addiction, and the host uh, was a uh, former mm -hmm. alcoholic, alcoholic. I don't know how he um, uh, qualifies himself in that space, but I was talking. My I came on to talk about my dad and how the traumas um, from my point of view 
you know, dealing with the things that my dad went through. And uh, again, I was sharing my own experience. These, these were my words, not my dad's. Um, but in that time period, the trauma that we were going through with losing everything, um, also my uncle, one of my uncles got killed, which was my mother's brother. But my dad and my uncle was best friends since they were, you know, little, because they lived right across the street from each other, you know, so they were best friends their whole life. So um, when my uncle got killed and then um, my dad losing his job and then, you know, losing everything, all of that was like in the same time period, probably within a two year time period, you know, and dealing with those traumas is how I experienced it of why, you know, it was so hard for him to kind of get through that phase and, and leaned on, leaned on the, the drinking because of those traumas. Um, so just to, if you could talk to us a little bit more about just how much traumas actually do affect us, you know, when it comes to addiction, because I think a lot of times we think, oh, people get into these things and they pick up these addictions and habits just because they want to. But at, and the truth of the matter is, in some cases, they kind of have to in order to 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 function, you know. Well, most most traumas are, are learned behavior from caregivers. So, you know, if you're sat at home right now and you think you're never going to amount to anything, uh, and, and that you're no good and you've never done anything with your life. And yeah, I want to apologize to you because somebody's put that there. You know, children are born with million dollar minds, but we end up hanging around 10 cent minds because of our caregivers. Oh, you can't do that, Robert. Oh, you can't. Oh, you. I've been told I can't do for 40, 50 years. I've been told that most of my life. Oh, no, you can't. Says who? That's my biggest answer. Says who? Well, you can't go to America. Or, says who? You can't be on Oprah and God says who? It's making these rules. I don't like him. You see, we put our bricks in our imagination because of our past. This is one of mine. How many times have I told you, Robert, you can't go to college like your brother? You're too stupid. I, I lived with that for a long time. That's what I do. I wheeled and dealed and I got to the best college in, in the UK because I'm an addict and alcoholic. I'm either all in or I'm all out. So the only time that addiction is going to get the best of you is if you let it. And if you let your past review your future, you can't define me by my past. It's impossible. You know, I don't go around these days saying I'm an alcoholic, I'm an addict. I've recovered from that bullshit that I went through and I'm living life to the full, you know. But as we go along, we find things that we do and we react and we need to know why. And, and the, the why is go back and find out the generational thing. You know, I, 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 this was my philosophy when I left the, the house was I'm never going to be tall enough, blonde enough, thin enough, or rich enough. And that's just the way it is, Rob. Just get used to it. And I'm like, again, says who? I don't like it. You see, the family past is strong. My family used to be very strong, but you know something? I ripped it apart. I ripped it apart with my alcoholism. My mom died a lot earlier with cancer than she should have done because of my homelessness and the way I treated the family, let them down, left my kids. The kids got taken off me. My youngest daughter, 30 years on, still never spoke to me since the age of one. This stuff needs sorting out. Now, with the people around you get sorted out, that's not my problem. My problem is to make amends and go forward. But I have to look at the trauma. Why am I behaving this way? And, and it's all there, guys. People who come to me is I have no childhood trauma. No, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. You have to delve into what trauma is to an individual. It's different things. It's, it's not across the board. And you have to find out what's stopping you. Now, if you're not successful today, you have to ask why. 
Well, it's because, why? It, what does success look for? Success at one point was to earn a million dollars. I did that. Next success was to earn 10 million. I did that. It didn't bring me happiness. It brought me nothing. What, what, what it, was it, Jay-Z? More money, more problems. Oh my goodness, can I tell you that's true. What happened for me is four years ago when my daughter that I'd not seen for 28 years, 26 years, I don't know, messaged me in the middle of the night on Facebook saying, hey, dad, she called me dad, Ernest. Hey, dad, I've seen you on TV. I don't believe what they were telling me over the years. Can we meet? I've got something to show you and tell you. We messaged back and forth as my wife is drastically getting out of the airport so we can get a flight over there. We did. Next day, I was at her doorstep. All the, all the nerves, all the trauma came. What kind of dad are you? You've never been there for her. What a piece of crap you are. She opened the door. She fell into my arms. We cried. We laughed. She walked me into her front room, Ernest, and she handed me my three-month-old granddaughter. That was what I call success, man. You can take all the money you want off me. I don't care. Do I like that nice things? Yeah. But you know something? If tomorrow you was to take me away from all these things that I have, and put me in a tent with my wife, my three English bulldogs, and my cat and my daughter, I'm as happy as I am today. So you really need to define what success. Anybody can become a millionaire. Anybody can become successful. Oh yeah, but you, you know, people used to say to me, Ernest, that well, that's just not possible. I mean, for instance, I can't become president of the United States. Well, forget your political views for a second, guys. We had a business run running the country. A bit with no political experience. Don't ever dare tell me that you can't be someone or do something. It's just not true. It's it's the trauma from the past. Oh, you can't do this. You know, a kid from homelessness, from the projects, the worst of the worst of the projects, cannot be the number one addiction doctor in the world. He cannot work with movie stars, with government. He cannot. Says who? You know, and and we have this great lab. We we work with with uh, A-listers, movie stars, footballers, musicians, the best, biggest musician in the world. But and here's my but: before everyone gets wound up in all that, look at him, look at him. Twenty-five percent of my work every single month is pro bono. Every single uh, therapist, every single coach that works with me has to carry a pro bono patient. Otherwise, you cannot work for me. So that's my happy balance. I have everything I want and everything I need today. So what's the only thing I can do is give back. That's all I do. I bless someone monetary every time I leave the house. Every time I eat, I will tip somebody the, 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 the meal. The meal's $150, I will tip $150. Not because I'm showing up, because I, it's not my money. This is God's money, man. I'm not keeping that stuff. Why should I keep $5,000 up in my safe for the next two years. What's he doing? Nothing. That can save somebody's life. We've just had a Christmas toy push. I asked everybody, one parent families, call in, send me the three gifts that your child wants and we'll pick one. We never pick one. We buy all three. Then I dress up as Santa and I go out wherever possible and we deliver them, them gifts to people. You know, that's what we do. I posted yesterday, it, well, could $100 change your life? And, and 20, 30 people give me these stories. I sent $100 to everybody. I said I was going to pick three. This is living, you know. The rest comes easy. And, and, and people all the time tell me I can't do what you do or I can't be successful. It's, it's a lie from the past, guys. It really is a lie from the past because knowing neuroscience and knowing quantum physics and knowing the world today, 
with we have computers that we have the internet at our fingertips. If you're not earning what you want to earn and not double, you're doing something wrong. That's where we come in. Yeah, that that's that's amazing. That's amazing, Dr. Kelly. Um, I I just listening to you and and some of the work that I do is is you know as a speaker is going to schools and uh, different organizations and talking to these younger people and not just younger people but people in general um, about the fact that they can be successful. You know, and you have to define what success means to you, because especially with our younger generation, and I've had this conversation so many times with the social media and the other influences of what success is. It's like, no, that's someone else's definition of success that you're trying to live up to, which is why you're having such a hard time, because that's not even what makes you happy. You know what I mean? So I've got to jump in, man. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. I love, it's like Louis Vuitton. Who does Louis Vuitton sell their stuff to? Rich people? No. Well, who? All people trying to look rich. You look at demographics of what they sell and how they sell it. I'd rather walk around in a $10 handbag with $100 in it than a $1,000 handbag with $10 in it. You know, what's your definition of success? Is your definition of success to look rich or is it quietly to be rich? and give back. Is your definition of success to get in touch with your child, be the best husband, be the best wife? What's your definition of happiness? Because I can tell you categorically, guys, now I've been rich and I've been poor. Don't get me wrong. I choose rich every time. Don't get me wrong because I can help more people. But what does it look like for you guys? Like Ernest just said, you know, what does it look like to you? What is success for you? You want to be the best road sweeper? You want to be the best sister, brother, dad? It's all for you there. You want to earn money? It's all for you. You want to, you know, be the best dad ever? Why can't you be? Well, there's so many more. Why can't you be? And the answer is you can. Stop putting breaks in your imagination. Stop thinking you're not good enough because it's not true. Everyone listening to this podcast right now is listening for a reason. Don't think you've stumbled upon it on, on this episode. You haven't. I'm a category to tell you that you can change your life. And before we go today, guys, I'm going to give you three things that will change your life from tomorrow morning. If you follow direction and your life will start being molded because we can mold our mind, our mind, our brain, sorry, our mind runs our day. So we get up in the morning, we can program our mind to tell our brain what to do that our body and central nervous system will follow. Ever heard to say mind over matter? Well, the brain is matter. It's just, and the mind sits inside the brain. You can't touch it, you can't feel it. They are not the same entity. The mind is so powerful that it creates mind over matter. I'd make my mind up today to be the best person ever. That gets released through the energy into the brain. The neural pathways pick that up. Central nervous systems follow. It's impossible to fail once we solidify the neural pathways for success. But like you said, Ernest, what does success look like for you? Yes, yes, and, and that's the answer to it. And 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 even my my own journey that I'm on myself, um, uh, I'm 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 on a journey to become rich, right? Uh, and not for myself. So my prayer has been the last year or so is God allow me to be the person that people come to when they need help, you know, when they're in need. And then on the other side of that, I say, bless me with the resources, whether financial connections, whatever, so that I can meet that need. You know, so it's not even for me because right now, really, my life is okay. You know, so if I don't get anything else or, you know, no more extra money or anything, I'm okay. But again, like you mentioned, you want to have more because you can do more, you know. And so that's my heart, you know, to, to be in a position to do more. 
to help more people. So I definitely want, you know, uh, want to have that experience. You know, even like you said, you know, to be able to go to a, a restaurant and leave a tip that's way beyond, you know, whatever they might have thought. And you're not doing it for them, but it's like, like the word says, you know, we are blessed to be a blessing and, you know, <laughs> what we give, that's what's going to come back to us. And so if we give over in abundance, then it's going to come back to us over in abundance, which will allow us to be over and abundant in other areas, you know? And so that's, that's my heart. So I, I definitely want to, uh, Jump into these three points before we get out of here that you mentioned, because uh, I definitely want to use them for myself, but I know that they're going to be valuable uh, for my listeners. So let's jump right into that. What is your three points you want to leave us with that's going to definitely make us and give us the opportunity to make a difference in our lives, even on today? Changing life for tomorrow morning, guys. First, number one, one of the reasons why nobody ever has ever woken up laughing in the morning is because of lack of oxygen. So between the hours on a normal circadian rhythm sleep pattern, between the hours of two and five is where the most repair in the body starts to happen. Okay, so the oxygen is low, everything's low. It's, it's also when most people die of natural causes between that time frame. Um, so when we wake up with lack of, we've got no oxygen. So the, the uh, lack of oxygen equals the, the, the uh, disease. So, uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But what we want to do is trying to get air inside us as much as possible. So when you get up tomorrow morning, I want you to take 15 deep, exaggerated breaths in and out. <sighs> really exaggerate breaths. Let's get the oxygen going around. We only breathe around 40%, maybe less 30% of oxygen that the body needs because we breathe like this. That's not our lung capacity. One of the reasons we feel so good for going to the gym or running is this. <sighs> in between the sets, it's not the lifting. So we need to get. So the presence of oxygen equals the absence of disease. Every disease, cancers, growth, inflammations grow in a hypoxic area of the body. So we want to get as much oxygen as round, 15, 20 times. Hold on to the bed. You will go dizzy, otherwise you're not doing it right. <sighs> Let's get that oxygen in. Number one, strike. Walk into the bathroom. Number two, let's feed that subconscious mind of good stuff and not bad stuff that it hears. Waste of time, no good. You never amount to anything. No man's going to have you with three children after I leave. I love you 10 times in the mirror, six foot away from the mirror. I love you. I love you. I love you 10 times every morning. Now, don't walk close to the mirror. Because our eyes are like a defect. When we get close to the mirror, we see all our blemishes. So when we're doing shaving and putting makeup on girls in the morning, you see the blemishes on you. When you stand six foot away, there's no blemishes. And that's how people see us. When's the last time you went in the office and go, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Nobody does that. <laughs> so stop, stop getting this step away. You'll see your blemishes disappear. And that's how people see you. That's what you need to do. Okay. And the third Let's change that thought patterns around just in case it's negativity. There probably is this inset with the pathway self-sabotage throughout the day, like a confidence, you know, all that stuff. Uh, if you brush your teeth with your right hand, brush with your left for a week, right for a week, left for a week, right for a week, for one month, your life will change on a, a couple of accounts. First of all, we're getting oxygen to the places we need it. We're active, we're more alert, we feel better. You know, get them four chemicals going every day, get to the gym, 20 minutes walk, whatever extra curriculum you want to do. But do them three things in the morning, your life will change from tomorrow. 
Now, I used to say, if it doesn't, let me know, I'll give you $100. And out of 10 years of saying that, on about five podcasts a day at one time, I've been, I've been on tens of thousands of podcasts, there was one guy that came to me and said he didn't feel any better. You were lying, my good man. So I've been told by my legal guys to drop their owner. But I'm telling you guys, it'll, it'll change your life. Email me if it doesn't, and I'll send you something nice. All right, all right. That's amazing, Doc. Oh, man, I, I love it. I love it. Man, so uh, Dr. Kelly, man, <laughs> yeah, I, I tell I, mine don't look that good. Mine, mine is more hanging down this way, right? <laughs> So, Dr. Kelly, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I love this conversation, man. I I, I learned something that nobody else did um, and definitely uh, going to be using those three tips to make a change in my life starting tomorrow uh, at the time of, of us recording this. We are about to go into a new year, so there's no better time than today, you know, to start and start this new year off with a bang. So I definitely appreciate it. Dr. Kelly, I want you to have the last word, right? I want you to leave us with a word of advice, uh, uh, inspiration, however you feel, you know, for my listeners, and also to share your social media and uh, all of your handles where we can get in contact with you, where my listeners can follow you. So I'll give you a, a couple of seconds to, to think about that. Um, to my listeners, man, thank you guys once again for, for uh, tuning in. Make sure you guys are following us on uh, our websites, thedealhealfulfill.org, which is our main website, um, which will tell you more about things that I have going on uh, as a speaker, as a uh, uh podcast host of several podcasts now at this point, as well as workshop uh, facilitator. And you can book me to come and talk to your organization or your school, right, to your students. So make sure you guys are checking us out. Again, that's dealhealfulfill.org. Um, also, our Deal to Heal Tees, which is our inspirational tea line, uh, kind of, uh, inspirational t-shirt line, uh, that's Deal, the number two, HealTees.com, DealToHealTees.com. And last but not least, make sure you're checking us out at ebooksbyejames.com, where we have several ebooks um, that I've written that is there that uh, be able to help you and add value to your life. Also, I've been blessed to be a part of an organization called the Forgiveness Mission. And one of the things that we do, we hold free virtual workshops every quarter of the year talking about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, who it's for, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others. Uh, it's a, a vital and very valuable resource that we do, and it's free of charge. So you can go to forgivenessmission.com to sign up for the next one. Whenever you're listening to this episode, either one just passed or one is coming up. So go to uh, forgivenessmission.com in order to register for the free virtual workshop, or just go to Eventbrite and look up Forgiveness Mission Workshop, and you should be able to find that there. Last but not least, I told you guys that I would tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast. You can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest. What does that mean? You must first subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. The contest is ongoing and is random, which means that anytime I can pull a name and that name could be yours. But make sure when you text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 that you leave us with your contact information. 
<laughs> we have a lot of people that's texting in the word win, but they don't leave any information. So make sure that you leave your name, your phone number, and your email address so that we can contact you if you are our next $100 winner. Again, Dr. Kelly, let me say once again that I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise. And uh, I, want you to know, I, I want you to know I appreciate it. And my listeners, I know they're going to get something out of this episode. That being said, I want you to have the last word. So the floor is yours. Come and find me, guys. RobKelly.com in case you just listen, not watching. R-O-B-B-K-E-L-O-Y.com, the website. Uh, come and say hi. We'll never try and sell you anything. We've got enough money. Thank you so much. But if it can be of help, uh, moms and dads or sisters and brothers about someone, loved one in in, uh, in chaos, just uh, give us a call. My staff will speak to you 24-7. The foundation is on there as well, guys. Uh, visit the foundation. Uh, just helping others. That's all it is. And the last word I want to leave you guys is, listen, we don't have time. I want to say that. How many times, parents, have you waving your kids to kindergarten next minute you're waving them to college? We don't have time. Date that girl, buy that house, start that business today. Don't wait, guys. Everyone waits, you know. Most of the interviews we did with, with people that were, were dying in hospices with their consent and our consent was I thought I had more time. You don't have time. Okay, guys, get out there, get what's done. Have a happy life, guys. And remember, you are powerful and you are worth it. And you can do it, baby. All right. All right. We can't end the no better than that. To my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Well, our mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next time, you guys be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.